right. A new day, a new year daily scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer Ryan Ripley. That's professional scrum trainer Todd Miller. We get together each and every day to help you do scrum a little bit better each and every day. Not a bad deal, right? Today, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal, right? I think it's a pretty good deal. Got another YouTube series set up for you. This is about empiricism and the scrum artifacts. So this is a brainchild of Todd's that he came up with here, and uh, I love it. I said, all right, we got to do this. I'm going to start with the product backlog. And the idea here is applying empiricism to the product backlog. Mm -hmm. So Todd, you want to break down this, uh, this concept, and then let's jump right into it. Yeah, so we're talking about the three pillars of empiricism across all three artifacts in this series. And so the first is the product backlog, which if uh, you all recall, the commitment to the product backlog is a product goal. You know, as we were unpacking these, really to look at these commitments, uh, these commitments really add to the ability for us to implement empiricism, I think, as we'll find as we start to unpack this. So uh, from the product backlog, how do we encourage and create inspection, adaptation and transparency? I guess, uh, what do you think? Maybe starting with some inspection, Ryan, how do we inspect the product backlog? What are some ways we can inspect this product backlog? Yeah, when it comes to inspection, Right. I think the lens I, what I, to your to your point, what I love about the new Scrum Guide, Scrum Guide 2020, is that the lens is now the product goal. Mm -hmm. That is the lens mm -hmm. through which we're going to perform this inspection. And so we're going to look at the progress we're making towards the product goal as we execute uh, each and every sprint. We pull more product backlog items into sprints. We achieve our sprint goals and we're going to see how that cumulatively is is leading to progress or not leading to progress towards our product goals. And so some of the things we're gonna to inspect to that end, what's the current order of our product backlog items? You know, is that ordering impacting our success? Um, are the product backlog items truly transparent? That's a good inspection point, right? You know, and by inspection, of course, we mean well understood. Does the entire scrum team understand the work? Do the stakeholders understand the work? Do they understand the roadmap? Do they understand what's coming? Um, and then how would we, where would these inspections take place? Well, there's three things that we, we uh, initially came up with for the product backlog and the product goal. I think sprint planning is where it all begins, mm -hmm. uh, beginning of the sprint. So we're definitely going to be looking at a product goal during sprint planning, and that's going to help us decide which product backlog items to pull into a sprint. Uh, at the sprint review, we're definitely going to take a look at the product goal and really uh, take a hard look at the increment or increments created uh, during that sprint and see, uh, you know, inspect for progress. I think product backlog refinement is another great opportunity to inspect our product backlog for, for quality, for completeness, for content, uh, for you know breaking down work and creating whole team understanding. And so those three, uh, I, I should say, product backlog refinement is an activity, not an event. But between sprint review, sprint planning, and refinement, that's where this uh, these concepts, this inspection really could come into play. How about adaptation, Todd? Yeah, you know, it's just some, it's fun to see the the events and the commitments really woven into inspection. I think we could say uh, the same would be true for adaptation, right? So I'm going to put sprint review right in here um, for a big event where uh, the Scrum team gets together with stakeholders and ultimately adapts the product backlog. In saying that, the sprint review is not the only place that this happens. In fact, Ryan, I'm going to copy this too and say that it's adapted during product backlog refinement, right? Um and again, this isn't the only place that it happens. So product backlog refinement, optional in Scrum, not really prescribed as an official Scrum event. Sprint review is, right? You could actually make the case too that this would happen in planning, right? You could you could adapt the product backlog in planning. 
ultimately the product owner is doing this all the time. It's just happening all the time. Things are being deleted, rearranged, added, updated, modified. It's happening all the time. So whenever the product owner says so, or at the product owner's discretion, this is being adapted. So you can kind of see the interweaving here of, um, of it with the true north of the adaptation coming from the product goal, right? Coming from the product goal. Now we might have other things that exist on our product backlog that we've ordered, but the true north star of where we're going and why we're adapting the product backlog is to try to find different ways that we're going to achieve the product goal. And Todd, um, I really love how you highlighted the fact that delete is an option. Mm -hmm. There are things on your product backlog that may not help us achieve the current the, the current active product goal or future product goals. You're allowed to hit the delete button, right? Hit that delete button. From a transparency perspective, how do we make this product backlog well understood? A lot of that is going to be up to the product owner. I think yep. uh, you know, talking through inspection and adaptation so far, you see a lot of product owner-based activities, a lot of decision points for the product owner. That does not change here. Making the work well understood, that could happen through roadmaps, forecasts, mm -hmm. story maps, um, different uh, different views of the product backlog. It's totally up to the PO. It's one of their accountabilities. Um, it's, something, it's something that's really contextual too, right? Like yeah. I show up in one context building something and the way I make a product backlog transparent may differentiate on the next context of them. And this really requires a lot of tools from a product owner to do this. Absolutely. I think a great event uh, where a lot of this could happen is sprint review. You have the entire scrum team and stakeholders together. This is a wonderful opportunity to enhance the transparency of the product backlog, increase that, that understanding. In any case, scrum masters, even though we've highlighted the product owner during this discussion, ultimately you are there to defend empiricism. Mm -hmm. You are the defender of these practices. You need to make sure that these things are happening. You don't necessarily own the outcome but you need to be a great partner to your product owner and make sure that inspection, adaptation, and transparency are occurring, that they're thriving on the product backlog. Otherwise, your scrum is going to be uh, very, very tricky. Yeah. Maybe it would be good sometime in the future to put uh, together some of the different ways that we can make uh, the product backlog transparent, right? Or additional thoughts around inspection and adaptation enabling it. But ultimately, the transparency enables this to happen even more, right? Yep. Cool. I like it. All right. We hope you enjoyed that. Be sure to leave your comments. Let us know what these series mean to you, if they're helping, if they're hurting, any questions that you have. Uh, like and subscribe so you don't miss a future video. We're going to be doing a lot of content like this uh, going forward. So let us know the topics that interest you. Uh, leave that comment. And uh, hey, your comment or question might turn into a video. Check out the socials. We're active all over the place. New videos are going to pop up here in a second. Check them out. The algorithm thinks you'll like them. We do too. For Todd, I'm Ryan. Go forward, do some great things. Bring empiricism to life in your practices. And we'll show you even more ways to do that tomorrow. See ya.